Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Chris Collins. Chris was diagnosed with aplastic anemia in 2010. She was given three to six months to live, but instead of kicking the bucket, she healed. Hello, Chris Collins. Hi, Mish. How are you? <laughs> Your story is so fascinating. That's why you're here today. Because um, So I've known you for quite a while. And I think when we first met, you told me your whole story and mm-hmm. what you had done. And and I mean, tell us, you're, this doctor's like, okay, three to six months to live. You're like, what the heck? Are you serious? And oh, and let's do all this crazy stuff. And you went, you know what? I'm going to go a different route. What'd you do? Oh, good question. I think I'm going to take all my colors off. I just wore them because I like colors. You know? Right. I know. Oh, For those listening to the podcast, I wish you could see the live feed right now because she <laughs> is very bright and lovely. Then there's more colors. You're very rainbowy. Okay. I love it. Lots now, of rainbows. All right. Now I'm set. <laughs> Are we good? Uh, yeah. Well, now we're good. <laughs> so what did I say to the doctor? Um, well, I just looked at him like he was nuts. And he was, uh, he knew a lot of stuff. He had a CV about, you know, four arms long. And so, but he didn't know me. And I had just been taking care of a brain injured kid. My, my kid was injured when he was 17. And he, we took care of him at home. He doesn't walk or talk. So I'd been taking care of him for 14 years. And so he didn't know any of that. And uh, so I figure if I could do that, I could walk through anything else because um, uh, it didn't, chemo, et cetera, did not work for my mother and my sister, my friends. It just didn't. Really? I, I, it didn't work. So automatically, I was like, eh, I'm out. He said, well, then you got three to six months. I said, eh, we'll see. And I went directly to, so I didn't say very much to him because what does he care? I mean, he doesn't care. Um, his job is to uh, do it his way and not really to veer from that. And I respect that. Sure. There are a lot of people, right. that's, that's a what, good thing. That's what they've that's been taught thing. and that's what they need to do. Exactly. And, you know, if you feel good about that and you want to do that, then it works. Oh, I'd do it and do it full out. Um, But it just wasn't my thing. I had been saved by meditation two other times. And so I found the meditation teacher, the biggest meditation teacher in town, called around a few places. And uh, I found Tim. And uh, (laughs) and so I came to talk with him. And he he was going to teach me wooji healing meditation. And uh, so I said, that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> all right, wooji it is. I was wondering what kind of meditation I was going to be doing. I'm all for the wooji. <laughs> and then he said, I don't feel right diagnosing you. I felt like saying I didn't come here for a diagnosis. He said, but that guy will. And I said, who is that guy? And he said, Dr. Chen. So there's this fourth level Chinese doctor that was in St. Louis and behind the door that had the sheet on it, we pulled over the sheet and there was Dr. Chen in there. It doesn't speak any English. And I went to him and said, oh, Dr. Chen, you know, I, through a translator, we talked about things. And he looked at me and the first thing he said was, you're not that sick. And I was like, 
I like this guy. Yeah, the, All right. That works well, for me. <laughs> you you have a much better diagnosis than the other guy. <laughs> I'll work with you. <laughs> I choose you. And uh, he's 75. And I said, oh, okay, let's, what do we do? And he said, well, I'm going to do massage on you. He did massage on my face, on my head, on my belly, on my legs. And he gave me some herbs. And then he said, come back next week. I said, I could be dead by next week. Are you sure you don't want me to come back tomorrow? And uh, he said, no, come back next week. Go to bed. Go to bed. And I said, "Uh, I got a brain-injured kid at home. I can't go to bed. He said, you go to bed. Listen, nice music. You go to bed. And I was like, I guess this guy is serious. Nobody ever told me that, you know. And I knew I was a little tired, but I didn't know how tired. And so I I went to bed. Oh, I'm sure you were. I bet you were so used to operating at a certain level for your son Mm -hmm. that it was just like, I got, these are my duties. I get up. I push, 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 push. It's what I have to do. It's what we do. Yeah. Uh, Bill and I uh, married to some guy for 46 years, <laughs> and he's a wonderful guy. And uh, it was him and me uh, from eight in the morning, eight at night to eight in the morning. So if David, he, he we had a board, and he knocked on the wall with his legs. So if he needed help or something, then we would go in there in the middle of the night or whatever. Maybe need to be changed, or maybe need to be uh, moved back in the middle of the bed or whatever. So it was constant work, and then if we had two caregivers, that's the most we would have, then they would show up, hopefully, during the day. So I had a lot of work to do, and I needed to get some rest. And so I would go to my girlfriend's houses and sleep, because if I was home with David, then he would always want me to interact with him. And I, when I finally lay down and slept, it was like hours and hours. I would is the best, up. isn't it? Because I've been there with the no sleep for a super long time. Uh-huh. And then that, that first time that you really get sleep and you wake up and you're going, oh, wow, I forgot how awesome sleeping was. Yes, sleeping is just ma'am. wonderful. Yes, ma'am. It, it is. It's so necessary. Yes. And a lot of us, in the, even at the time, if you're tired... Why don't you have a little coffee, have a little soda, sugar, you know, a little <laughs> cookie anything. break. Yeah, <laughs> let's just pump it up. And uh, so that didn't help uh, because that was my problem. So I asked Dr. Chen, I said, are you working on my blood? Because I didn't have any blood. My platelets were at 11. They're supposed to be 150. My red and white counts were way down. And my hemoglobin was, I don't know, eight or something. And... Um, so it was all bad news, and they didn't know how I was walking around at the hospital because they was like, I don't know how you're walking around with no blood in you. and Which uh, is, I mean, seems like blood's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> it's, it seems like something we need. I've heard. I've never been without it, so... <laughs> Um, so it was March 17th, you know, 2010. Ah. So I knew it was a joke from the universe. You know, I was like, (laughs) this is funny. Those leprechauns. (laughs) (laughs) And so I kind of followed Dr. Chen and I kept on getting blood infusions. I had to get blood about every twice a week. I had to get some blood, but it wasn't increasing my counts. Wasn't helping. And uh, so I kept on getting blood for about three months or less. And then since it wasn't helping, 
I quit. Because by three months, I had been going to places and sleeping as much as I could, and I was starting to feel better. Whoa, how is that happening? And am I joking myself? Am I really living or am I really dying? That was always, with cancer folk also, that's the question you always ask. Okay. After you get done with whatever treatment you're supposed to get done with, then you go, yeah, am I fooling myself? Or am I going to stay here for a while? I, I see. I can understand that. I can totally understand that. So, but I was getting better and better. And during that time, when I asked him if he was working on my blood or working on my, uh, what you know, what else could you be working on? And he said, I'm working on your digestion. If I do good at that, the blood will take care of itself. And we know that we all, this is, if you don't know it by now about mm-hmm. gut health, I mean, you, you need to know gut mm-hmm. health is a big deal. Yes. A very big deal. Yes. And so a good disclaimer to say now is uh, that this is not conversation that you should go by. Uh, we're not medical people and we don't suggest you do any of the stuff that I, that I did. It's just a story. And uh, it really matters that you do your own thing. Well, and, and, and I, I so appreciate that. But that's one of the things I love about you is you, you're not saying, I know how to do this and this is the way to do it. And I'm the expert on it. You're saying, this is what I did. It's an example. I, I went with my gut. I went with my heart. I went with where I thought I should go with this. Mm-hmm. And I am just presenting this as an idea for you. Right. If you're interested, great. We can talk. If not, you you do you, as right. they say, right? You do you. That's exactly. Right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Chris. We are back with Chris Collins, and she's been talking about her healing journey. And I know things about you, Chris, because we've been (laughs) around each other. But one of the, uh, so you and I were part of a presentation together, actually called We're Not Dead Yet, appropriate title. And um, and one of the things you talked about, and, and I didn't know this until that day, was this whole idea about eating black chicken. And it is stuck in my head. You have to tell people about the black chicken. <laughs> well, Dr. Chen wanted me to eat congee, which is basically just rice and water that you cook a long time. It just is a gruel, if you will, with maybe little bits of chicken and, and carrot or something, which tastes actually pretty good. Uh, and he told me to go get a black chicken and put these herbs with it and cook it all up together and then eat it. And... Uh, I was like, where you get a black chicken? <laughs> it's it's and, not at Deerberg's. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I, I went to a Chinese uh, grocery store, and they have black chickens. They're very small. They're black. They're frozen. They're in a ball, and uh, you thaw them, and you cut the head and the feet off. This sounds like fun. It's really Ugh. not fun. I had to have my husband do that. I said, I can't yeah. do this. I'm with you. I would have a hard time. And then you put it in the pot and you cook it for, oh, I don't know, two, three, four hours. You just cook it. And then you uh, take all the meat away, which is kind of gray, 
Uh, they're actually called silky chickens. Those are the chickens that, that are good for you. This is 3,000-year-old Chinese medicine. So this is what is healing for Chinese people and other Asian people around the world. And so then you um, put it, with, it's got broth in it and everything. And uh, I was very proud of myself. And I went back to Dr. Chen and I said, I cooked it. And I took the herbs out and I took the bones out and I drank the broth. And he said, <laughs> what? Do you, no, you have to eat it all. I said, what do you mean eat it all? He said, grind up all all things, all the herbs, all the bones, grind, grind it up. Oh, okay. Mmm. <laughs> so Snack I time. went back home and I got another black chicken and then I ground that puppy up. We got, you know, things that grind up things. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't um, a blender, I'm uh, thinking. No, it had to be stronger than that. Wow. But after you cook bones for a long time, it's small. You know, right. It's really, uh, people don't realize the, what is it, the, uh, next to the bone? The, the marrow? The grizzle. Oh, okay. You know, the grizzle right. on beef bones as well as chicken bones. That holds a lot of mineral. And mineral never goes away. Interesting. So if you're going to have, so that's when you get gel, when you put your bone broth in the refrigerator. That's all mineral in there. So I cut it up and chopped it up and ground it up, and it was a thick kind of thing. And I swallowed that puppy down. You are a very good and compliant patient. For about three months, I could do that. Wow. I couldn't do it anymore. I was like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Is, yeah. But it it helped. It helped. Which is so amazing. Mm-hmm. It you really know, did. and And is Dr. Chen still around? No, he passed away a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Do we have people like this in St. Louis? We have uh, several uh, Chinese doctors. So one is Dr. Ginger, 270 Olive. One is Dr. Zhang, Z-H-A-N-G. She's at Big Bend and um, Clayton. And uh, these gals are really good at what they do. And I've been to them and I love them very much. And a lot of people go to them and get good results. Is it, are they the, I mean, is it affordable for most people? To go to a person like this? Surprisingly enough, it is affordable. Uh, you're going to be paying, I don't know, $60, $90 per wow. session. Some of it has to do with acupuncture. Some of it has to do with cupping. Some of it has to do with massage. Uh, and they will give you herbs. And uh, it's all good. You know, it's all very good. And they've been doing it for a long time. These people right. are 40, 50 years old. And uh, they work very hard and, and very fast and very impressive work. That's so interesting. And I mean, it, and it's it's so intriguing, yes. you know, to be... Yes told you have a this disease is going to kill you and then to have dr chen go iron oh, it's not that bad <laughs> have some black chicken <laughs> let's get this done you know but that is amazing and and you know a tradition that old i mean right. if it's still existing there must be something to it right, right. for me since i couldn't submit myself to the hospital and say, do, do what you want. I just couldn't do that. Didn't feel right. Um, and I didn't feel like I was dying. Am I right or am I wrong? Don't know. Um, however, it, it, so this was my choice and my path. 
And I wrote a book called Beyond Terminal, How One Belief Kept This Reviver Alive and Laughing. I've coined the term reviver for people I love who, that term. Tell people about the term. So the term has to do with um, staying alive no matter what. So no matter what anybody tells you, no matter what anybody uh, suggests to you, you find your own path and you do your research and you stay alive no matter what um, in your way. And so I coined the term Reviver, R-E-V-I-V-O-R dot net is the website. And I have many stories of people with cancer, ALS, MS, uh, autism, uh, lupus, all of these people that have stories on how they have healed themselves. And Kelly Turner, MD, has a book called Radical Remission. She also has a wonderful uh, website. It shows thousands of people and how they've healed and they tell their story so other people are doing it is at the core of these stories it feels to me that it's people that listen to their inner guidance that mm-hmm. you know because i think some people they they feel out of control when they're be, they're given a diagnosis and they're just like i don't know what to do it's whatever the doctors tell me mm-hmm. as opposed to saying Okay, let me go check out some other things. Let me let me do some research. Let me myself and I can figure out a lot, right? We have a common our buddy Doug Lindsay, right? What mm-hmm. yeah. he made his own surgery, yes, you know. I did. mean, <laughs> it can be done. You know, you're all smart enough. I mean, and so don't don't take it as I'm going to lay down and just there's nothing I can do. I mean, you right. get to have right. you get to have a say. You get to do your own research. Right. You get to figure including, this out for you, including that. Including that. If right. you say, you know what, I am done and I'm going to go into hospice, yeah. then that's cool and I that's support you and you got a whole bunch of support with hospice because they'll take care of you. Right. And you're, exactly. you're on the right path. Whatever your path is, it's the correct path. It's your path. And so it's difficult. You're right. When I got sick, I turned off my phone because I didn't want to talk to anybody and they respected that because I had to be with myself. I had to do a lot of meditation. And I had to do a lot of research. Right. And so, uh, because I did go through other things before Dr. Chen, I had lots of sores in my mouth. I couldn't hardly talk. That's probably why I didn't have the phone. But, um, you know, things happen. And so everybody's got an opinion. And so one must tune into one's own opinion and do the research. And, you know, I was cool with Dr. Chen. I was like, whatever Dr. Chen says, I'm going to do. Kind of. <laughs> Um, At least for three months. He kept me alive for six years. He kept me going for six years. I love it. It's it's just amazing, Chris. It's an amazing story. So we're going to, what, did you have another quick thing to say? No, no. Go Go ahead, ahead. say it. Oh, he brought my blood numbers up. It took two years. But it took, you know, it took two years to bring my blood numbers up to normal. Wow. And, um, but they went up and down. They went up and down. And so after he passed, I kept looking. And um, and I went into other directions besides Chinese. Love the story. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with question time. Yay! Okay, we're back with Chris Collins, and my first question for you, 
There is a significance about the bathtub with you. In fact, last time I saw you had bathtub earrings on. Tell us about the bathtub. Well, I really like Seinfeld's uh, comedians in cars getting coffee. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and um, so I thought, how can I uh, incorporate that with the folks that I want to interview as revivers? There are many in St. Louis. And be laid back about it. And so I thought, well, bathtub. I love my bathtub. <laughs> so how about if we just sit in bathtubs and talk to each other and take our time? Oh, my just gosh. Take like, our how time. fun is that? <laughs> I love it. And so I have a couple of bathtubs, and I'm starting that process of interviewing folk. And um, I've seen your bathtubs. Really They're super cute hoot. bathtubs, They are, by the way. big, aren't they? <laughs> They're very big, but they are so cute. I love them. Um, okay. Do you have a favorite emoji? A favorite emoji. Um, I would love if they... No, I don't have a favorite emoji. I would love it if they would have an emoji that was excited and scared at the same time. Ooh, that's a good idea. So um, Excited and scared at the same time. Yes. Which is a thing. It's a thing. And it's, now, so what about the guy that's got the teeth? Yeah, You've seen him. He's he's kind of like be, yeah, like I'm gonna right. go zipline, <laughs> right? Right? Sure. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of what that that's what I'm thinking. That would be the closest one. Yes, it would. Be. We can use that until they come up with some. All right, emoji people. Yes, okay. get on that, will you? Um, <laughs> what is D T F F O? Oh, um, dunk the funk. Uh, for something. Dunk the funk for others. Other maybe? It's on your yeah. website. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. But what is the, the thought behind it? Oh, man. There's there's so many people who can say things that affect you and affect me. And they could be doctors. They could be uh, spouses. They could be, you know, well, if you do this, then what's going to happen to that? And if you, uh, oh, man, dunk the funk. Because <laughs> I, 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 you can't keep going in a positive fashion forward if you're going to always be thinking about what happens if... Get that out of your head. Yeah, I okay. That's why I wanted to ask you. I love it so much, and it and it's so true because, and I have and people can't say like people can't come back to you because I will just say this. People go, but if you, I'll go. Okay, but my guidance is telling me to do this, and I got to go with it. Mm -hmm. That's it, right? I'm a compliant student of the universe, and Mm -hmm. if the universe says Mish go do that, then Mm -hmm. that's what I go do. I don't, I I know I probably look flaky sometimes. Mm -hmm. I know that I don't make sense sometimes, but usually at some point I look back and go, oh, yeah, that's why I had to do that. Now I get it. You betcha. (laughs) At the time, I have no idea sometimes. I don't know. I'm just supposed to do this. Right. But yeah. It is is dunk the funk from others. Dunk Uh, the funk from others. Got it. I love Mm -hmm. it. DTFFO. So if we are going to go forward it's a little scary what we talked about before because things happen. Right. Things get dumped in our lap and we're like, whoa, how did I make that happen? I brought that into my life. How did I do this? Oh, And it happens over and over again. If you're willing to let go of everything, and I mean everything. So whenever people say to me, I just hope for the best or I plan for the best. And, and, I, and I say, uh, plan for the best and expect nothing. So that you completely open yourself to everything. 
um, all good news, all bad news. Right. It's just a little label. It's not real. Just open yourself to whatever is coming and watch how the universe provides you exactly what you want at any given moment. And and realize that you don't know what you signed up for really before you got here. So it may, there's, you know, you may have signed up for some lessons. Yes. <laughs> and yes. this is how they're going to be delivered to you. So right. be aware. That's you right. Know? But That's it, right. it is amazing how, you know, because well, you're very intuitive. You mm-hmm. know, I'm very intuitive. And, and I think some people think if you're intuitive, that just makes life all the easier. I'm like, oh, not really. No. no. <laughs> Life is not the, oh, it's so easy. I'm so intuitive. I know exactly what to do. You know? <laughs> no. <laughs> it makes you want to go, hmm, whenever anything happens, because you're like, oh, I didn't ask for this, uh, but I guess I got it. So now what do now, I do with where it? Where am I taking this? Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and, uh, and I've been, in fact, I just went through an experience where I was like, oh, it, I, I've, I felt this is what I was told. April and May are going to really suck for you, Finish. <laughs> <laughs> and they did. And I was like, but June will bring clarity. Uh-huh. And it was so true. It was like, I just was like, all right, April, May are going to suck. Here we go. I'm just going to get through it, you know, uh-huh. and, and I'm just going to realize. So so it's almost like when the next bit of bad news would show up, I'd go, uh-huh. okay, sure. no, gotcha, okay. thanks, you know. Take, take but then in. some things I thought, well, this is really bad news that maybe something that could like last for years, but it won't because June's going to bring clarity and it's going to be better. And it went and it's like, it like ended. Then I'm like, okay. And then June showed up. Sure. And not that June was a huge picnic, but much better. And I was getting clarity on everything mm-hmm. I was supposed to be doing. Isn't I went, wonderful? okay, I feel better now. <laughs> Thank you, universe. I did it. You know, <laughs> I can I wait a while till we get the next April and May? Then? <laughs> <laughs> it was funny, Joe. Let me skate for a bit. <laughs> let's vacation. You know, let's do some fun things. <laughs> One time in a dream, I was told I would be deluged with money. And I was like, ah, that's cool. Wow, I'm going to hang out with you. Somebody, <laughs> somebody came to my front door, and they said, do you, you have water in your basement, a sunny day? I said, should I have water in my basement? They said, well, there's a, a water main break behind you, and it's coming into your backyard, like millions of gallons at a time. You went, no, no, money, not water. (laughs) And so I went to the back and I said, oh, that's funny. Got my camera to start taking pictures because it's just swirling around everything. And uh, so a couple of weeks later, they said, so did you get any water in your basement? Because they have to check in. And I said, no, but I do need to show you some pictures. And I showed them the pictures. And so they came back with $13,000. Wow, really? Yes, ma'am. Cool. So I don't know what universe is saying, but I take it as truth. Right. And so um, I'm cool with that. And yeah. the more you trust the messages, big I mean, word. you know, it's and you start to hear, you, you start to hear more. And yeah. I mean, that's a thing. It's like put your trust in it, yeah. you know. So I just do it. I mean, even if it's as simple as you're driving along and there's two different ways to go home and I usually go that way, but I'm I'm feeling like I should not this time. So I'm just going to go that way. I, I may never know why I was supposed to go that way, but I just did it. Absolutely. You know, you just Absolutely. don't question it. It just... You know, trust and faith, you know, and I don't care what you have faith in, God and Muhammad and anybody, I don't care. Whatever you've got, you've got it strong, then hold that and know that it's got your back. Yeah. And then yeah, you're, exactly. you're cool. It doesn't matter what you say. It, it's uh, all there. 
So um, I wanted to mention about my yes. Yeah, so so let's talk about if 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 you if, if you were on live Facebook right now, you would see a lovely bed. That's there's a little got, bed that here. has clovers on it, very St. Yes. Patty's, and then is that okra? See? It's got a is little. Is that a piece of okra? <laughs> it is a piece of okra. I wanted to bring in food because food is kind of important. I thought maybe and you were going to put the okra to bed. Like, this no, okra is so tired. <laughs> no, I would take this little squishy because it's oh, a little... Oh, I dig the and, rabbit. And He's cute. <laughs> so he can go to bed. But I give these to people to remind them to rest because we don't get enough of it. I love it. And so I give those to people. You always and, come with toys and goodies and fun oh, stuff. Oh, I do. I do like my toys. And then uh, okra is wonderful when it is raw. Uh, yes, it's still slimy. There's a whole <laughs> bunch of vegetables that you're going to get used to eating because all of this is health. All these vegetables, raw, cooked, uh, whatever, they're all health. And so, um, and so, then. Uh, uh, I love We're it. having snack time mm -hmm. right here on the podcast. It's good stuff. So do open your mind to this kind of thing because this will heal you even if you're not sick yet or haven't been diagnosed, but you got a big belly. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times big bellies are bloat. They're not fat. They're just bloat because of sugar and gluten. So that's my commercial for don't do those two things and have an okra And have instead. okra. Thank you, Chris, so much. Thank you for coming on today. As always, a delight. Your story's amazing, and I just want you to keep sharing it. And thank you for sharing it with us today. Thanks for having me. Amen, love woman. It. Love you. All right, folks, you've been listening to Mishmash Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and have an awesome day.